Meet Your Maker makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry, and Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeetYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount. And get ready to deer IY this fall. This episode of the Flushing and Dustin podcast is brought to you by Hunt Ready, a high-quality upland vest sourced and handcrafted here in the U.S. of A. to help meet the unique challenges faced by today's upland enthusiasts regardless of your pursuit. Go to Hunt Ready to find out more. That's H-U-N-T-R-E-D-I dot com to find out more. Hi, hunters. Thank you for tuning into the Flushman and Dustin podcast brought to you by Nick and Tyler, the boys from Ring Next Week. In this podcast, we will talk about guns, dogs, gear, and our successes and failures in the field through our combined 40 years of experience. We speak with hunters just like you from across the nation about their days in the field and the many memories they built with their friends and family. We are excited to have you listen. Now let's get to Flushing and Dustin. Hello. To another Flushing and Dustin podcast. Tonight we have a girl and her bird dog, also known as Jane and Augie from Nebraska. Uh, super excited to have her on. Uh, we've been following each other for a while on Instagram now and uh, really enjoy her content. Uh, it definitely seems... Happy and go lucky with her dog and seems to be uh, really enjoyed taking them out in the field. So, uh, Jane, if you could introduce yourself and we'll take it from there. Yeah. So, hi, guys. I'm Jane. Um, Augie, I don't know if you can see him. He's right down there just hanging out. Yeah. Um, so, that's us. We are based in Nebraska and um, grown up hunting. And... Yeah, we just really enjoy being outdoors. Um, just he's my home dog too. He's not just a hunting dog; he's a family dog too. So I have a little bit of everything on my Instagram as far as him being spoiled and him working in the field. So, how did yeah. you come across the uh, Augie or the GSP as being your dog of choice? So I actually grew up with German short hairs. Um, we had two growing up, Butch and Champ, um, and Augie actually looks exactly like Champ did, minus the white on his nose. Personalities, they're exactly the same too, so I mean, I knew I liked that breed, and I knew when I got my first adult dog that I wanted to have a German short hair too. Awesome. Did you, so did you grow up, uh, did you grow up in Nebraska? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Um, so obviously, did you grow up upland hunting since you had GSPs growing up? Yeah. So my dad, he would take us with him if we wanted to go. And I was the one that always wanted to go. So um, I kind of just fell in love with it, watching my dad work the dogs and watching my dad like have that awesome bond with our dogs. And so I was like, okay, this, this is really fun. And then, so cousins would go, uncles would go with us too. And it's just a fun family tradition that we have. So have you, since you've had Augie, now going a little far here, but 
have you tried to do i think it's the nebraska grand slam where you get a grouse a quail prairie chicken and pheasant have you tried to do that so i tried yeah so it's the prairie chicken the sharp-tailed grouse the bob white and the pheasant yep i briefly tried to do that this year um the sand hills is where you would like to go to do that for sharp tail and prairie chicken and that is about a six hour drive to really get in there so I didn't have from you as much time as yeah from me as much oh, time sure. as I would like Man, to I thought that was closer <laughs> I did too yeah. you were thinking about doing she it was like, yeah, I was like, is that wet is that wet way west in Nebraska then Yes, it's way out um, in western Nebraska. Um, you could go a little closer. Um, like Valentine isn't too far away. It's still pretty far out there. Um, the There's actually a national park out there that a lot of people will go and view prairie chickens and prairie grouse and stuff. So they are closer. But this year, Nebraska's um, population, we've just been so dry with no rain. I think everybody pretty much has seen that this year. Bird numbers have kind of been down this year. Um, so we we really didn't see anything this year. I only had a couple weekends that I could drive out there to do it because I work full-time as well during the week. Yep. Yep. So weekend, I'm kind of a weekend warrior with this. But As are we. Yeah. We get a, so, few, we get a few days. So we'll take off here and there, but it's not, it's not a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Did, did you guys, did Nebraska have to, so we went to South Dakota this year and a lot of the public ground was all hayed because of the, the drought. Mm-hmm. Is that similar to how Nebraska is right now? Or I guess yeah. we've never been to Nebraska to hunt. Um, so just kind of curious what the public lands. We did see a lot of that last year. Um, a couple of places like we, my dad and my brother-in-law's, we actually went out to McCook, Nebraska, which is very well known for bird populations in Nebraska. Um, it's kind of the, I guess, best spot to go. Like the Mecca kind of, of Nebraska. Yeah, there you go. And so we tried going out there and, you know, we didn't really see the numbers that everybody talks about. And we noticed a couple of the fields were hayed and we actually got to talk to a rancher. We stopped and talked to him and he said, like, it's been so dry. He barely had any rain. It's just been crazy. And then the coyotes on top of that. So bird numbers yep. were just really down this year. That's tough. Do you guys, what do you guys have out there for uh, predator wise for birds besides coyotes? Um, You know, the only thing that... I really know of is coyotes and then obviously we have boxes have rattlesnakes um way out in the panhandle like way out there so would that be in where that uh the sand hills are no that's actually a little further okay I'm sure I'm sure the sand hills do I'm not very familiar what with about it porcupines do you have porcupines I worry about that when we go out if we go out you know I I don't know I haven't yeah been that side of the state really at all until this year and like I said I only really went halfway across the state I didn't yeah. really even get that like we saw some sandy terrain so we were definitely getting there but I don't think we were actually in the sand hills as you call it 
Yeah. But. What's the so in Nebraska? So Iowa has like you have your public lands and then you have your IHAP, which is like somebody owns the land but then lets whoever they whoever wants to hunt it, hunt it and it's posted. Mm-hmm. What is Nebraska's land like? Do they have something similar? Uh, or is it like North Dakota where you can go on if it's not posted? Or I guess what's what's I don't so know anything I guess- about Nebraska hunting. I'm not really familiar with that side of it because we're pretty much public land hunters because we okay. don't, well, we just look for the signs that say hunting permitted and we go yep. like, we'll knock on doors. Um, so then I guess it's, it's really probably good. closer to Iowa then because we do the same thing. Like it's posted green signs, maybe not for you. It's uh, green signs if it's able to hunt and if it's like an IHAP land, uh, it's like a brown sign or can yeah. we do will. have like waterfowl production areas obviously and then yep. we have the hunting permitted a lot of the places in nebraska it'll, it'll be like a yellow or an orange sign and yep. it'll say hunting permitted open to hunting trapping all that kind of stuff so it's kind yep. of an every sportsman's area so that's what we see a lot of and so you guys are mainly doing public ground so mm-hmm public grounds how's your success been not even just this past year but years years ago when um, I was younger when I was younger it was a lot better um it's funny my dad talks about how he wishes Augie would have been with us when I was younger because we would have seen so many more he would have seen so many more birds um but you know last year we got two quail this year so far we have got a quail and a couple of roosters. So, I mean, it's not the best on public ground right now. Yep. But, I mean, that's just the areas that we've found. Because I've also seen guys posting and girls posting that they're hunting public ground. And they've just been awesome. They've just been. So, it, I think it totally depends on your lack of the draw and what public ground you find. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think and I too, around Omaha. Um it's very populated. And so everything's really spread out. Like it takes a while to get places in Nebraska. Um, just because like the rural areas are so far out from the populated areas that the closest yeah. ones have the most pressure. Oh, and so sure. you, we have a lot of hunting pressure around the area that I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of same with like, I live close to a bigger city in Iowa and for public ground around me, I have to travel for decent stuff, you know, a good hour Mm -hmm. away, if not further where like Nick's side of the state, he's kind of fortunate because he has, you know, he goes further West and really gets into prime. I go an hour, hour and a half West where I'm at. I'm in Des Moines. For an hour, hour and a half west, I can get into some real good um, public ground. I usually always see see birds around there. There's only one time on on public ground I didn't see birds this year, but I got, that was weather related. I feel more than it was. (laughs) It it was supposed to be a big snowstorm, that big snowstorm that came through. So I thought, oh, perfect. Everything will be hunkered in. It's supposed to snow. Well, it ended up starting raining, so I was like 20 minutes in. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to just wait a little bit. And it was like, started pouring down rain. I'm like, 
okay, so now I'm getting soaked. So I still waited a little bit and it just kept happening. Like it just, it didn't stop. I stood there for like 10 minutes. And I was like, all right, I'm completely already soaked. Um, so I turned around and walked out and it, it didn't stop raining even after I left all the way back to Des Moines for an hour. So that was the only yeah. time I didn't see birds this year um, on yeah. public ground. But I, I wasn't very far into the hunt either. So I don't, I don't know if I yeah. really count that, but you, I probably have to count it, but I don't really count it. So I guess count it if you will. Yeah. Still yeah, it's, it's tough. It is. You gotta, you gotta put the miles in to find them for sure. You do. Yeah, you do. And that's yeah. like, I, I don't know if Nebraska's public lands, but it just seems like they're flat and wide open. So and maybe that's east, not it, but on the east side, yes. So the west side of Nebraska, it's like people don't know that they're in Nebraska. It's crazy. The landscape totally changes. There's canyons, there's crazy, like, I don't know if you guys know about the Niobrara River. That what runs river? through Niobrara. Never heard so of that it. Runs through, um, I know about the Nile River, which is what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we are in a different country right now. <laughs> I thought you said, you said Nile. I was like, oh, I've heard of that, but I don't think that's in Nebraska. <laughs> no, so the Niobrara River, um, that is, so up kind of on the northwestern like not all the way west but I guess northwest of me um they have a town called Valentine and the Niobrara runs through that and it's actually a really popular vacation spot because there's tons of waterfalls there's like you you would think it's like almost like cliffs it's tall terrain it's pretty cool to drive through it maybe I'll tell Haley we'll go there for a honeymoon but the closer you get to Colorado the terrain totally changes and you don't think you're in Nebraska anymore so it's kind of cool I wonder if that's why it gets like with the prairie chickens and probably whatnot if that terrain but it's not really prairie it sounds like it's more mountains yeah well it's it's, there's there's not mountains guys it's not Colorado (laughs) but (laughs) it's the foothills of Colorado there you go there you go. That's right. So did when you were growing up, did your dad so taking back a few years, obviously, um, did your dad train uh your bird mm-hmm. dogs that you hunted with? So yep. have you learned a lot from him then? Yeah, so I based Augie's training off of remembering what my dad did. I read the same books my dad did. I Do you remember any of the books off the top of your head? I, I was just gonna tell you, don't ask me that. Dang. Um I would have to go find them, but um, I'm such a visual learner. I feel like it'd be hard to read it and then put well, it, it was, into it was nice I could, Yeah, it was nice because I could read it, and then I'd be like, "Dad, what? What is this?" And he's like, "Oh, that's that." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay." So yeah, so my dad he trained both of our dogs. He um, ran one of our dogs, Butch, our first German short hair. Um, he did Nastro with him, so National Shoot to Retrieve. Um, I've never heard of the Nastro. Nash- Nastro, you said? Yeah, NSTRA, National yes. Shoot Retrieve Association. So it's oh. another group like NAVDA, except there's it's more of I don't I I don't know how to describe it. it it's different than NAVDA. Is it more but, simulated like hunting? I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I would 
I would say it's probably closer to what it is. I mean, it's like actual hunting versus trialing. Does that make sense? That was one reason I ran. I ran my black lab in HRC, and I had him trained, but I did run him in HRC, and HRC was more. The reason my trainers ran in it was because it was more like natural hunting, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what it was. I mean, you're yeah, basically like- seeing in a blind, shoot at a duck, and they shoot a gun, like you actually shot the duck, and then yeah. they have to mark it, and then they'll shoot at another duck, and they got to do like a double. So it's actually like live. Obviously, the birds are dead, but it's yeah. live. Like it's like it's actually happening, you know. And people have to stand back; they can't get close. It's actually like you're in a, in a blind, and it's all happening. Yeah, um, so. I feel like that's kind of like what it is because I know that there's points for each bird your dog finds, there's points for each retrieve, there's points lost if you if your dog gets a bird up and you miss it. So don't have Tyler on your team. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Do you only get so they do a there there's a competition in Iowa each year at a farm. Uh what's that farm called nick how about you yeah docs hunt club so they they do something where they put so many birds out they give you so many shells you get what x amount of time to go get them and then you get 20 shells but there's two of you so you get 10 shells and i think there's 10 birds i believe yeah i think that sounds right and you get an hour and you get a, I think, I don't even know, it's a 50 acre field or something like that. And you got to go. And so many times I've come in second and third and we should have had first. I feel like we should have had first a couple of times, but I've done it, what, four times? And I think I should have had first at least once for sure, probably twice. He probably That's missed. That's a lot so. of fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. The problem, the problem that we ran into is the guy that I was hunting with his dog, it was super cold out. Like we're talking negative 10, negative 15. Yeah. His dog was a super small Vishla, like maybe oh. 30 pounds. And she froze up and just didn't hunt. Yeah. And he, he, he ended up getting eight birds and he got one. I was like, wow. I, you know, yeah. what do you want me to do about it? I did my part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did- but yeah, no, it is, it is fun. Yeah, and that kind of sounds like what I've never I've never heard of that program. I'm gonna have to look that up and kind of see what it's about. Is it mainly for pointing dogs? Do you know? Um, I think honestly, I think it's anybody can do it. I think now it's becoming more. And I've seen a lot of pointing dogs in it. Yeah. I haven't really seen any retrievers, but um, yeah, I think it's definitely something to check out. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing about having Augie as your dog? I mean, what what do you like most about German short hair in general? And then what what do you think he brings to the table? I think they are awesome family dogs because they could literally be a hunting bird finding machine in the field and then come they home and, and just come home and just chill on the couch with you. And they're good with kids they're good with your elders like they're good with my grandparents um did you do pretty good amount of research to find augie's breeder or how did that go down i knew the bloodline that i wanted so i knew the bloodline of my um 
childhood dogs and I love their temperaments. They have the off switch as soon as they come in the house. They have the on switch when they're in the field. Like I knew the bloodlines that I wanted. And um, I just started researching it and I actually found a guy that's probably 50 minutes away from my house. Nice. And he had, yeah. And like, seriously, it was so cool. Like the first time I drove up to visit the kennel to make sure that this is who I wanted to go with, like, just like German short hairs, like five of them came up, run into the car, just happy go lucky. Like, you know, you know, short hairs, they're just wagging their tail like crazy. Yep. I'm like, okay, yep, this, this is who I'm going to go with. His dogs are happy. They're running around. It was clean. How did you know Augie was the, how did you know he was the one? So, like, I there's actually, always a story. So, like, when these, well, it's like, Diesel, when I had him, I called the, the breeder and I said, hey, I want first pick of all black males. They said, you got it. Well, there's only one black male born. It was him. So I was like, wow, fuck. So I didn't get to pick. I mean, I was just, that's him. But I would not trade him for another dog. He's a fantastic animal. Fantastic animal. Uh, but next so, time, I hope I get to at least like play with a couple. Like at least between two, two of them. Yeah. <laughs> So I actually had first pick of males out of Augie's litter. There was only three. And the guy who owned the, the guy that owned Augie's dad, he got to have a dog from the litter. So obviously he got first pick over the first picks. Yep. And so he picked a male. Um, so then there was only two boys out of Augie's litter left. And I actually picked him because when he was puppy, his spots on his back look like angel wings. And so I thought that was pretty cool because he looks really similar to my childhood dog. So I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that. I know it's so cheesy and sappy, but that's why I picked him. That's pretty cool though. It's not cheesy. I mean, they're kind of off-centered now. I don't know if it's because he's naughty now. (laughs) (laughs) He's losing his angel wings. They're not quite the angel wings they were when he was a puppy, but yeah, they're pretty fun. That's how, like when I chose, we chose Lola. Um, She had like a white paw, white part on her paw. Are you there? Yeah, we're there. Sorry, we lost lost you a little bit. Sorry, I froze. So, yeah, when we chose Lola, she had a little white spot on her paw. That was just like, it was cute. And she turned out to be really good. So, but Have you ever wanted to process your own wild game from start to finish? Meet Your Maker has you covered. Mead makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Mead only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup, guaranteeing you the best price. Mead also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry. And Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeetYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount. And get ready to deer IY this fall. I think we lost your audio. Did we? There you are. Am I here? Yep. Okay. Sorry, guys. No worries. My, no worries. my Wi-Fi is not good right now, so... 
I'm sorry if that went. Nope. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's funny how they find us. Like even when you are buying a puppy and going to a breeder, they still find you. They so, do. But it's yeah, like it's, it's meant cool. to be. Mm-hmm. I can remember yeah. when I picked out uh, my very first lab. I picked him out because he had white. He had a white spot on me, all his black. And when he rolled his tail back, you see this white spot underneath his tail. Although you yeah. can see it when he's running, you can see it at another time. But if you in a certain spot, if you roll his hair back, there's just white hair. Huh. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. that's cool. So, yeah. is there, did you choose? And one of the other questions is, what made you choose a male over a female? Honestly, just because I've only ever had male dogs like growing up we just had male dogs and so I was just like okay well I know their personalities I know I like them I know some people say that there's personality differences between male and females um I am I've met female German shorthairs and I think they're just as cuddly and as nice and as friendly and so I don't think I've heard and this is uh, this isn't among any certain breed or anything just the the overall i've heard that females were a little easier little during training a little easier to train because they give in where males can be a little more bullheaded that's that's what i've heard yeah he's he was definitely stubborn i will i will give him that um yeah but treats treats and more treats that's how we <laughs> that's how we got it done yeah he was yeah. very food motivated I think personally for me, I will, I don't want to say 100% certain, but I think I'll go with females from now on. Yeah. I have a male and a female now and nothing against, nothing against males or anything, but after, well, they're two completely different dogs, but after training the male and training the female, uh, I just like the way the the female works a little better than the male for me personally. Um, I think she's, I just like her, her temperament and um, whatnot, but I do think males are also really good dogs. And, but yeah. for me, I think I will choose females from now on. Yeah. But, you know, it's, yeah, well, I'm getting males. The hardest part, the, I think the hardest, Hunters, we would like to take this time to give a shout out to the following sponsors of the Flushman Dustin podcast. Gundog Outdoors has been a huge support for us and their first aid kit, as well as their water bottle that we carry in the field is awesome to have. The first aid kit can be used not only for your dogs, but it can also be used on yourself. If you do receive a cut, has everything in it that we've needed so far. Uh, I've had injury of Murph getting a uh, stick caught in the top of his eye and was able to use the tweezers to pull that out, had bandages for their paws when they've got cut up. Uh, then when we've got cuts too, we've been able to bandage ourselves up. So great product, definitely recommend it. And the water bottle is just awesome to have at the beginning of the season and even during the end of the season because your dog needs uh, hydrated and sometimes during late in the year, those creeks and streams are all frozen up. 
Uh, so it's always good to carry extra water with you just to give your dog a quick sip and then back to hunting. One thing that we also uh, are pushing for this year is for people to start wearing hearing protection. Uh, it's not a, a thing you see a lot of individuals wearing and we started hearing wearing hearing protection this past season uh, using Tetra hearing custom molds and it is awesome how much better you can actually hear the hunt it uh it has a volume control on it so you can turn the volume up and down three different settings uh, that you can choose from <clears throat> and it's also comes as an option to have it be rechargeable in a hard case for storing. I chose the rechargeable so I didn't have to carry extra batteries around and I wanted the hard case, which is where it charges as well and it makes it better for storing. You can save some money at Tetra Hearing using code FLUSHEM2021. That's F-L-U-S-H-E-M-2021, FLUSHEM2021 to save you some cash. We travel with our dogs in Dakota 283 kennels. They fit our dogs very well and are made of high-quality material. Easy to get in and out of the truck with where the handles are located, as well as strapping them down in the trucks for safer traveling. The doors come with locks on them, so you can lock up the kennel if you're going to be away from your truck for a while. And they just, for our dogs, they fit them very well. Very happy with the product. Uh, great customer service, easy to work with. Check them out, dakota283.com. You can save yourself some cash as well using code RNR10, RNR10. And this year, finally, we pulled the trigger on getting a truck bed system from Total Access. That's Total A-X-X-E-S-S, truck bed systems. They are made from the same material that Truck Vault is made from. And they also have more storage than what the decked truck system offers. The Total Access system has side flaps, so you have full access to storage in front of your wheel wells as well as behind your wheel wells. And you also have 2,000-pound payload capacity to be able to sit on top of the truck bed system. And each drawer comes with a 200-pound capacity with the option to upgrade to even heavier capacities. The system has been great for organization. And it also comes in a low profile, which is only 10 inches high, and a higher profile if you're running shorter kennels or smaller kennels. That comes in a 13-inch high system. Both of them are great. Both provide ample storage, full-access drawers that slide all the way out. You can also take the drawers out if you need to to clean them, uh, to do anything else with them. So great product to have. And for any bird hunter or hunter in general, a truck bed system is, we think it's a must. It is so nice to have. You can save yourself some money with the truck bed systems, total access truck bed systems using code ringnecks. So truckbedsystems.com is where you can find these total access truck bed systems. 
Again, thank you for listening to the Flushman Dustin podcast, and let's get back to it. First part, though, like for choosing a female, is if you don't spay them, just mm-hmm. if they come into heat during season, or that you know you got to watch out for. You can't run them well, as much and hunt them with male dogs that aren't neutered, or yeah. even if they are neutered, they're probably going to just follow them around anyways. Yeah that would kind of suck but yeah so what's been one of your i don't neuter any of my dogs i feel like i've read an article a while back that talked about um and maybe you knew yours i'm not thinking about it wrong it was just an article i read saying that you know if you cut them off <laughs> cut cut the boys off and they don't have as much drive as what they normally could and to me scientifically that makes a lot of sense yeah. yeah. If you would do if you would do that to a human male, then that probably wouldn't have as much drive as I normally would. <laughs> so. I don't know, um, because obviously I didn't hunt with Augie before he was neutered, but I, I think drive is there. I and mean, and I, I think there was conflicting evidence on that. It was just it was one yeah, article I read, I mean, and it stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know any different, so maybe it, yeah. he could have better drive. Yeah. Um. But then you yeah. think, like, how how could he have better drive, right? Because he has a lot of drive right now. So he, he, was, he does. Like, when you know what he, I mean? He just, so I don't know if you've ever hunted with the German short hair, but they, have, have, a very, a they have a very wide cast. And yes. when he gets on the scent, like, you, you have to have a whistle because if you're hollering, he's not hearing you because he gets out there lightning quick. It's crazy. But um yeah, they're they're uh, they are machines. We have hundred my our uh actually Tyler and I have a buddy that has a, a couple of them and damn things they can go. Yes, yeah. they can. And they're they're incredible. A long ways. And they're quick. Yeah, they are they're quick. They are incredible. They're athletes, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, very agile dogs. They are they can be fun to watch, I'll admit that. Yeah, well, like, sometimes I, like, forget that I'm even hunting just because it's fun to watch. Yeah, that's why, that's why, that's what I say why I miss, because I'm just watching the dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely happens. It's just as fun to watch them hunt yeah. Yeah. as it is for yeah. hunting. Yeah, he can't use that excuse anymore. It happens too much. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I shot pretty damn good this year, I would say. Yeah, you did. You this did, was you actually, did, I, was, I was actually surprised with myself. You did shoot good this year. Yeah. I have one. I actually have two misses that are ingrained in my in my head. Like I Let's just hear them. So yep. they call them ditch chickens for a reason. <laughs> At the end of the field, I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm done. Start going. Giving up. Shoulder gun. Doesn't. And then there it goes. Right at the edge of the ditch, across the road. Like probably perfect shot 20 yards in front of me so i i tried i try and go for it but i miss because no you just you weren't ready for it second one same situation and edge of the field you're getting done we're all in closing on a corner because we were working the wind and so we're coming into a corner my two brother-in-laws were coming from one way and me and my dad were coming from another way And then the corner led away from all of us. And so we're going and then probably 
four birds, four roosters pop. My dad gets one and my brother-in-law gets one. And here, here's Jane, just, I'm at the edge of the field, so I'm not ready. And I miss mine, but. I bet you know, we could do, do, I bet we could do hours long of a podcast and bring people on and talk about how many birds have popped up when you're just not paying when, attention. Yeah. When you're just, huh, okay, I'm out one, here. That, one, one that sticks out in my head is, uh couple years ago Tyler and I were in South Dakota and uh there's this like pond of cattails Tyler walks around the one way I walk around the other and we're meeting we're meeting over on my side so Tyler comes around a little farther and we're going to walk this way and so I get around mine I'm just waiting for him to kind of come around and push my way and I had Diesel there and Tyler had his dogs and we stand there and yeah because I just got done walking through a deep ass yeah yeah, we stand there. For, we stand there for five minutes. Diesel was running around. The wind was blowing opposite of us, and all the dogs are standing there. And we stood there and talked. All right, how we want to approach this next, whatever this next slew. What do we want to do? Da, 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 that this kind of thing. <laughs> had my gun on a sling. Tyler had his gun on a sling, and we literally walk. I'm not even shitting you. Maybe five feet in front of us, and a rooster pops up, and none of our dogs smelt it. <laughs> I go fucking. And we were like. We were like, what? And I mean, <laughs> gun off sling and just every and shot in there. Yeah. Every <laughs> shot. We both shot I think, what, eight shots. We shot at that thing and we didn't get uh, it. And I was like, what an embarrassing I mean, fucking story. It, it was embarrassing. <laughs> we looked at our dogs and we're like, what the fuck? Well, you know, know, all of us have at least two of those stories. <laughs> oh, man. That it's was like, probably, the, that had to be the worst freaking one. It, the worst part is the whole freaking trip. Like, so the first day we're on this trip, we hit a bird, drop it like a sack of potatoes, gone. Just gone. Yeah. yeah. And we had three dogs. <laughs> three dogs on it. We so we were shooting a, a 20 gauge SX4. Nothing wrong. That's a great gun. Just it didn't is. fit us. And lo and behold, we have another friend that has it and supposedly it shoots low, right? I think is what he said, or high. One of the two. It shoots, low, it, it shoots high and you got to aim low. Yeah. yeah. Um, we didn't know that when we were out there, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, didn't, uh, we didn't pattern it. No, we did not pattern it. Yes, yep. we so we didn't do everything <laughs> you probably should do before you go shoot a gun, bring it out on a hunt trip. But uh, yeah, and then, you know, there's a couple other birds that dogs worked perfectly got up freaking missed and then this goddamn yeah we i missed like, more birds in that trip and <laughs> one time and oh. i have any time in my entire life and then thought we got back to iowa and i thought you know what You're just a fluke because i'm normally uh i would say i'm a pretty good damn shot um and i yes. uh, get back to iowa and i go to a public ground and diesel is working them bird flies up right in front of me unload my gun miss it i was like oh, fuck load my gun back up works another rooster flies up right in front of me miss it and i'm like you've got to be kidding me went to another walk around this field again this is public ground literally 45 minutes that i had my land missed all three roosters um went back to my truck threw the gun in the truck grabbed my 12 gauge went to a different field diesel kicked up a covey of quail i shot I don't remember if it was two or three, but I shot two or three with my 12 gauge in one sitting out of all these getting up. Diesel went and got them both, and I just called it a day. 
Like that still haunts me to this day. Yeah, Ugh. that's yeah frustrating. <laughs> that, that's the day you blame the gun. Oh man! No, I, I still blame the gun. Yeah, if I'd had my twelve gauge, I'd have been limited out. I know it would have been. I I can't believe like it was that far off compared to the no, normal guns. But I guess that's why you go no. pattern them and shoot them before you take them on a trip. But whatever. Yeah. What do you shoot? What do you shoot, Jane? I shoot a semi-auto Beretta twenty gauge. The A four hundred or the. You know, it, is it, it brown? It is brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's Unico. my dad's old one that he passed down to me, oh. so it's pretty cool. So fun. I would honestly, I would have to ask him what model it is, but yeah. could be the old A three nine one. I don't know. That was the first. Uh, the A three nine one was the first auto shotgun that I shot pheasant hunting. Uh, I didn't help me either, so. Hey, <laughs> I hit pretty good with it. I actually got to call the guys. His name's Bear. He's a big old burly dude, and um, I got to get a hold of him to see if he still has that because he's he's at that age where he's getting out of hunting and selling his guns and whatnot. And uh, I got to call him and see if he still has that. That'd be a be a cool gun to to get. Is that was the first gun that I ever uh, shot a rooster with. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. So that'd be kind of a, a cool gun to have if he still has it. Yeah. Jane, do you have any hunting trips or hunting plans? I know it's a ways out from hunting season because it just ended, but are you thinking so, future-wise what you're going to do? Yes. So the plan is I'm going to try and do four states next year. I'm going to try that. and do Nebraska. I'm going to try and get to Kansas, Iowa and south dakota those are the four phenomenal yes that is what i keep hearing so i want to get there and then if my ambitions aren't too high I'm going to try to complete the Upland Slam in Nebraska. Um, but like I said, amb- ambition at a hope. Don't get my hopes too high, but I'm going to try. Yep. But you were asking right. what so, our, our plans were for this upcoming yeah. year. I think you're going. Yes. That's so where, we, uh, the last. Gone. So that's five, I think it's five years. Four yeah, years, five years. Uh, we've been to going to South Dakota, and we actually got some private ground there. So we might do that for a short weekend because we know exactly where we're going to go. We're not going to explore anymore in South Dakota because we had explored there a lot the last um, five-ish years. Yep. So this year That's we're cool. going to head up to we're going to head up to North Dakota and make that our long trip. Um, and we never been, don't have anything. Uh, obviously, we have some connections through. Uh, the podcast and whatnot so we talked to some folks and we kind of know the area that we want to go um because we'd like to do the trifecta Perfect. up there which would be pheasant uh, huns and then uh shark tail so we're gonna try That's to do that cool. up there and get into all those um the north code is different because if it's not posted that you can't hunt you can hunt it doesn't matter what oh, wow yeah. so 
so that's exciting to us because I feel like with all the acres they have up there, which I don't know how much that is, yeah. how much can something get hunted? Because everybody's trying to go, everybody's just kind of going everywhere, right? So, yeah. You know, we're, we're, yeah, where if it's just posted like, hey, public hunting, but everything around it, you cannot, everybody's going to slam that one public spot. So I think it should be a good time. Um, it'll be a long trip. It's 12 hours from where we, where I live. Um, huh? in the I, think, I, I think it's 12 hours for you too, Tyler, if you go up Minnesota and then over in it. Yeah, I think it's yeah. basically the same. But it is. We'll yeah. meet at probably your place or something and yeah. head out. That'd be cool. He's got a lot more comfortable of a truck than what I do. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So what's uh what's one of your favorite hunting stories, either if you have one growing up and then one with Augie since you've had him? So growing up was probably my first bird obviously that's probably a lot of people's favorite yeah how old Um, were you gosh i want to say i was probably 12 or 13 may may probably probably 13 or 14 actually now that i'm thinking about it more um it was a bob white quail and i just remember my dad thought it was so cool that it was my first bird because those are a lot faster flyers than pheasants are. So he thought that was pretty cool that it was my first bird. So I just remember being so proud of myself. It's like, yeah, I I got something that was hard to get. Yep. But um, so that was pretty cool. And then I thought it was pretty cool with Augie, his first bird that he pointed and retrieved for me was Bob White Quail. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh. That is but, something, isn't that something how that kind of stuff happens? Yeah, it, it is weird. But like, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And he has the angel so. wings on him. So it's like. I know, this sappy, cheesy stuff just keeps happening yeah, to me. That's crazy. That Do you have any but, plans to run Augie in that? Um, I don't remember what you said it was. It was like, huh? Next trip? Yeah. Um, I think it would be cool too. Um, I don't know where the plans will lead for that. Um, he's not, I don't really run him all that much for like ribbons and stuff stuff for fun. I think eventually down the road, I might do more of that kind of stuff. Um, But right now with time wise and working and it is kind of an investment. Oh, yeah. To do that kind of stuff, especially time, it's, money, and travel. So it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I think it would be really cool to go and just like, if they had like a fun day, I think it would be cool to see him do that kind yeah. of stuff. Like here in town, it was kind of funny. They had the AKC did, um, well, not the AKC, there's a group here that did a fun run for Fast Cat. You know, where they have that little, like, white cloth on a rope, and it's like they're chasing a rabbit. So they did, like, a fun day for that. So he did that. And that was kind of cool. I mean, he was running, I think, 25 miles an hour. with, And then telling me that I was doing it wrong, that he would have gone faster if I would have done it right. (laughs) 
so just stuff like that is just fun just exploring what i can do but yeah. dog sports cool. are just fun they are fun they are fun um i ran diesel like i said in a couple of hrc contests and had a couple of titles on him for doing that but yeah the work that went into that it wasn't even for me from the the trainers that i had and then not that but to prepare me and to understand everything it's it's a lot of work yeah yeah um, and they'll 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 go and they'll take 20 dogs 30 dogs to these competitions which is just crazy to me that they take that many so yeah. same it's like when i went out to south dakota this year guided at that one lodge some of those guys you know 10 to 12 dogs that they're bringing out they just bring out a trailer and it's like holy smokes you know and i have one or two you know most people i know just have one or two dogs so it's yeah yeah i mean the training aspect for me is really fun getting them ready for season and doing all that kind of stuff i i think that's really fun i bet you he probably wouldn't have as much training as those guys do like I'm sure yeah, I, I always say though spend hours yeah, every day where it's 45 the, minutes yeah the, the best dog is the dog that you know does what you want it to do it doesn't matter what anybody mm-hmm. else says like, but he can brag about oh my dog has this title and that title, title. This title. Yeah. sometimes that doesn't mean shit sometimes that dog's yeah. a robot that's all I know is what mm-hmm. to do. But you could go against your dog, and your dog could be in the field and not hunt him because it's more used to that uh, conditioning and that type of environment. So it's all what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I know dogs that can do both. I know dogs yep. that just do one or the other. I mean, like you said, yep. it's totally what you want your dog to do. And as long as everybody loves their dogs, that's what's important. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hundred percent, hundred percent. Not agree with that more. So awesome. Well, Jane, we appreciate you coming on the podcast yes. tonight, talking yeah. about Augie Nebraska. and experience of growing up. It's awesome. We had some great stories. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, we look forward yeah. to hopefully seeing you get the slam next year and. Uh, yeah traveling to some different states so definitely let us know if you're swinging through iowa and we'll see where we are and maybe we'll grab a hunt so awesome and your your podcast will be posted in uh what two or three weeks just you know just you're not looking for it so yep all right that sounds good awesome we appreciate it thank you very much have a great night thank you bye